You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 14th, 2017. My name is Phil Prostenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com coming at you today with another episode of Locked On Magic. We'll talk all about the Magic's loss to the Golden State Warriors uh, on today's episode Uh covering it from a few different angles, talk about what happened in the game, uh, how much we can take from it, and of course some bigger picture things as the Magic have now lost four of their last six games and the shine off the start of the season is beginning to lose some of its luster. But of course, uh, if you want to learn a little bit more about the Golden State Warriors, I have the place for you. Locked On Warriors just got a new host, I believe. I, I, hopefully that's been announced. If it hasn't, I'm sorry, David. I, I, I'm, I'll announce it here. But be sure to check out Locked On Warriors to get their perspective on the game, as well as the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find them all by searching iTunes, Locked On, and the team you're looking for. Every team in the Just about every team in the NBA is covered on the Locked On Podcast Network. So you can get the same kind of in-depth day-to-day coverage in podcast form that you get here on Locked On Magic for any team in the NBA. So let's say you're getting ready to learn a little bit more about the Portland Trailblazers Wednesday's opponent. You can check out Locked On Blazers. You want to learn a little bit more about, say, the Knicks or the Cavs or the Celtics or the Wizards or anybody else. The Locked On NBA Podcast Network has you covered, including the weekly Locked On NBA podcast, which I highly suggest you download and listen to as well for a national perspective from local writers just like me. I've been on that show before. I'll probably be on there again because the Magic, I don't think, are going away despite what I'm about to say in the next 15, 20 minutes or so. You can also check out the Locked On NFL podcast. The Jaguars picked up a huge win on Sunday over the Los Angeles Chargers. Get the lowdown on the Jaguars as they're in line to make the playoffs, believe it or not. Uh, So be sure to check out Locked On Jaguars as well as the other great podcasts on the Locked On NFL Podcast Network if the Jaguars don't float your boat. But let's dive right into it. The Orlando Magic took on the Golden State Warriors in a game that everyone looks forward to because, yes, it is the Golden State Warriors. They are the best team in the league and they are uh, a juggernaut in this league. Even though the Warriors did not have Stephen Curry in Monday's game. It was still a chance that I thought the Magic could use to measure themselves a little bit and see exactly where they were. And there were parts of this game where the Magic played very, very well. Let's let's, let's get that out of the way right now. The Magic had moments where they played very, very well. But as as Frank Vogel said, the Warriors are a very unique team. It's not just the, the level of talent that they have. They have a lot of talent. It's the offensive style that they play. It's the defensive style that they play. And it's tough to prepare for. And if you're a team like the Magic, who, you know, the Magic are a good team, but not a great team. If you're a team like the Magic, you're going to struggle, and Golden State is obviously on a tear right now. Orlando did a good job keeping pace with the with the Warriors. You have to give them credit for that in the first quarter. Fell behind by six, seven, maybe eight points uh, late in the second quarter. Were able to come back and tie the game at 56, but in the second half, the Warriors just absolutely took over. They hold Orlando to a lowly, and it is indeed lowly, 44 points in the second half. Remember, the Magic scored 56 in the first half. 44 points in the second half compared to the 64 the Warriors scored, including 32 in the third quarter. They went on a 10-2 run, I believe it was, to start the third quarter and had control of the game from there. Orlando really struggled to shoot the ball, could not break down the defense, could not pass the ball, just 26 assists. 26 assists isn't bad, but... 
Um, 26 assists in the game. Should have been a lot more than that. 37 for 88 from the floor, 42%, and just 10 for 32 from beyond the arc. Meanwhile, the Warriors shoot 50%, 8 for 23 from beyond the arc, get 35 assists on 44 field goal makes. It was just a game where the Warriors always felt like they were about to romp and, and run away with things because they have the firepower, whether it was Klay Thompson or Kevin Durant. And, you know, even though neither Durant nor Thompson, quote-unquote, went off, they never they didn't have big games in the Magic I thought really had a good game plan that they executed fairly well. They gave up the kind of shots that they wanted to give up largely in the first half. Um, even though they had that good game plan, it's just there's just nothing you can do sometimes against this Warriors team. Uh, and the Magic kind of stayed in it long enough to stay in it, but eventually their shots stopped falling. The Warriors picked up their defense. They took advantage. They take advantage of every mistake you make. You've got to be near perfect, and 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 the Magic didn't have to be perfect with Curry out, but you still got to be pretty darn near perfect to play this Warriors team. And the Magic just weren't there tonight. Um, you know, Coach Coach Frank Vogel said after the game they just did not execute well enough. They they didn't make shots. Uh, they kind of lost their passing a little bit as the Warriors started to switch more heavily off of every ball screen. The Warriors just did a great job denying any secondary actions the Magic had and, and forced the Magic to play one-on-one basketball, which is, which is of course, a weakness of theirs. Um, Orlando just never could crack the Warriors' defense in the second half. I, I looked up their their defense, their offensive rating in the second half, and it was not good. Um, you know, Overall, the Magic have an offensive rating of 97.2. That's not going to win you any games, especially against a team like the Warriors. And in the second half, the Magic had a... Uh, in the second half, the Magic had an offensive rating of why uh, I, I had it up here in a sec. Hold on, NBA.com is not working for me. Uh, there we go. the The Magic had an offensive rating of eighty six point five. So really difficult, difficult night from the floor. Just a forty point seven percent effective field goal percentage. You can kind of tell by the amount of three pointers the Magic took, and and just the way that they settled on offense, that they were not getting the looks that they wanted, they weren't getting the ball movement that they wanted, and and remember, you know, kind of what I said on uh, after on Sunday or on Monday or during the Facebook Live after Saturday's game against the Nuggets. This is a team that really relies on rhythm. This is a team that really needs to play with a good rhythm to kind of set everything else in place. Um, I thought the Magic did that very well in the first half. I thought they played at a very high tempo, very good rhythm. I mean, it wasn't perfect by any means, and I think some of these these flaws were, were evident. But the Magic kind of were playing at the at the right pace and the right rhythm that that they could get away with it, and, the, and their and their defense was energized. In the second half, the Magic did not play at that rhythm. The Warriors did a very good job, kind of slowing the Magic offense down, kind of forcing them to to think a little bit too much and hold and pause a little too much as they read the defense instead of reacting. Uh, and that got the Magic into trouble. That that took the Magic out of their rhythm. That that kind of lowered the energy defensively. Uh, and really, Orlando just they they just could not get themselves back in the game. They fell behind by I was I think it was fifteen or sixteen points in the third quarter. Never got back up. Never got up to twenty at that point at least. Um, so the the Warriors, the Magic were able to stop the bleeding to some extent. Um, you know they again their their defensive scheme was to switch a lot. They they switched pretty much every on balls every every screen um, to try and slow the 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 defense the offense down. Uh, when they got broken down, they they rotated heavily, so they left some shooters open, and the, and the goal was to chase them off the three point line. But eventually, the Warriors are going to find the open man. They are just such a good offensive team. 
Uh, and so Orlando just was not good enough in this game to hold them off. Um, Golden State eventually did take a 20-point lead, uh, came in the fourth quarter. The Warriors brought their starters in just a hair earlier than the Magic could. Kevin Durant goes crazy a little bit toward the toward the middle of the fourth quarter. They go up by 21. Kudos to the bench unit for making the score look a little bit more respectable, but the Warriors won this game by more than 10 points. They won this game very comfortably, 110-100 to 100 at Oracle Arena. The Magic will take on the Gold State Warriors again December 1st at the Amway Center. That is a Friday night outing, so have fun with that. And, you know, it's it's still early in the season to draw conclusions. And, I, and I've been saying that for a while now. But we are creeping ever closer to that quarter mark of the season. I've, I've, I've played up this road trip as a, a measuring stick for the Magic, as a point where we can begin maybe making some conclusions about this team or, or, or figuring things out. And this game against the Golden State Warriors is... An example of why this this uh, or as an example of how this is a measuring stick for the Magic. No one, of course, expected the Magic to be in the same punching class as the Warriors, even without Stephen Curry. This Warriors team is a team competing for a championship, and we can be totally honest with ourselves here. The Orlando Magic would be happy just to make the playoffs. A first round exit for the Magic this year is a successful season, no matter how. No matter how strong they've played to this point. But, you know, you always find out a little bit of something about yourself when you go up against these elite teams because everyone's ears are perked up when you go up against the elite teams. Uh, Certainly, you could tell, especially coming off Saturday's game when the team played with so little energy, you could tell Orlando was very focused early on in this game to put in a good game. In the first half, the Magic... You know, I agree with Vogel. They weren't perfect, but they played with a lot of really good intention, and they played really, really well. I don't. I, I, I disagree with Vogel that they did not. That he thought they didn't play well in the first half. I thought they largely did. There were certainly some some mistakes and some flaws, but the Magic were definitely energetic and doing the things they needed to do to stay in this game and beat the Golden State Warriors. But of course, it's 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 not, never that simple. And when Golden State made their adjustment, and they've been a killer third quarter team again, thirty-two to nineteen in the third quarter this 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 game. When the Warriors made their adjustment, we learned a little something about the Orlando Magic. I always tell fans who you know, I know we live in a social media age where everyone wants to overreact to things, and and you know, I, I'm I am certainly guilty. I, I try to keep a level head, but I I definitely feel that I am guilty of trying to find larger meaning in individual games. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't look necessarily at individual games as here's an individual game. I try to look at it as what does this tell us in the larger scope of the season? And so let me posit what my takeaways are here. The Orlando Magic have played three of the top 10 defenses in the league so far this year. They're one and two against them. I'm going to throw out the Spurs game because the Magic were just so good against the Spurs. It, it feels like an outlier. But against the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors, two teams very clearly in the championship hunt and very clearly playing very well right now. In those two games, the same patterns emerged. And again, the Magic aren't in their punching level, punching class. 
But these two patterns will play out and have a major effect on this team the rest of this season. These will be the patterns you need to watch for the match from the Magic, and we've seen them develop and play out already this season. Both those teams are very strong defensively, have athletic wings who can switch. So they're very similar defensive styles. And in both cases, the Magic faced a little bit of early adversity. They weren't making shots and seemed to find their offense stuck in neutral. If not stuck in neutral, then just ground up. Like the the gears just couldn't turn. Both teams were able to blow up the Magic's very effective offense. And when this happens, how do the Magic react? We've seen it time and time again this season in small stretches, but against these two elite teams, we saw it in plain view. The Magic will rely on on themselves and not each other. Individual players will try to do too much. They'll try and break guys down off the dribble when that's not their role and not their best skill. They won't pass the ball as effectively. They'll take the first available shot rather than the best available shot. They'll try and shoot themselves back into the game with three-pointers. In fact, I will look this up right now. I would venture to guess the games where the Magic take more than 33-pointers in this in this season are majority losses. Let me load this up real fast for you. In the Magic have taken 33-pointers in six games this year. Seven games this year now. They are 2-5 and five in those games. Let that sink in a little bit. In the, in the seven games, Magic have taken 30 or more three-point field goal attempts. They are 2-5. and five. Now, the majority of the Magic's game, they've taken at least 28. So, the number of three-point attempts probably doesn't matter as much. And the Magic have lost, have lost games, it looks like, where they've shot decently well. They've won games where they shot decently well. Um, you know, making three-pointers is, is a pretty clear sign of the Magic's effectiveness offensively and, and overall. Again, duh, but they take they take a significant amount of them. And so you notice when the Magic are really struggling, they settle for these three-pointers. They try and shoot themselves back in the game. They turn the ball over a lot more because they're trying to force play off the dribble when really the Magic are more effective in the passing game. You'll notice everyone stands around. There's there's stagnation on offense. There's less ball movement. And this has a huge effect on the team. Because the team's pace decreases. And when the pace decreases, the energy level decreases. And when the energy level decreases, you notice the Magic's defense falls off. They're not they're not as I mean, the Magic's defense is probably better than we give it credit for, but not as good as this is, as the as the statistics say. And so, this is all to say right now. Then, not that the Magic's fast start was a mirage, 
or wasn't as good as we all thought it was. It's that the Magic are now returning to a, are, are now hitting a normal. And teams are going to begin to figure out how to stop this, how to stop them. And now it's up to the Magic to adjust back and, and figure out how to stick to what they do best. The reality is at 8-6, and six, the Magic do that more often than they don't. There are very few teams that have been able to slow down the Orlando Magic so far this year. Very few teams. And so... The Magic, I think, are at a place where, yeah, they they feel comfortable that they will compete in almost every single game. They're going to be nights like Denver, like Saturday night, when the team just doesn't have it. And their offense grinds to a halt as it did that game. Again, the pace matters. And when they try to do things too much on their own, when they try to force play because they're frustrated or they're struggling, that's when it gets worse. That's when you dig yourself deeper into the hole. As I said, after the loss to Charlotte, the Magic need to rely on each other more when the offense isn't working, when the shots aren't falling. Not less. And that's a tough lesson to learn for a young team. But we are beginning to see this team hit a normal. The shots aren't falling with the same frequency. The team is hitting these roadblocks. And it's against these elite teams that we see it more clearly and more more plainly obvious. The Magic have some nice wins. Don't get me wrong. San Antonio was a nice win. Cleveland is still a nice win, I think. The Magic still have the ability to blow those teams out when they get hot. But they're not sneaking up on anybody anymore. And Golden State gave them their, the attention they needed to give them. But certainly, the the problems that I pointed out throughout the win streaks are beginning to crop up more regularly. The poor rebounding was a huge issue against the Warriors. Magic are one of the worst rebounding teams in the league. That pace, that energy, is more apparent every time. And it's not as consistent as maybe it once was. Maybe that's the integration of a new point guard back into the fold. Maybe it's not having DJ Augustin. Again, I agree with Frank Vogel on this point. Frank Vogel said after the game, he trusts the resiliency of this team. And I do too. I think the Magic will figure it out. I think doing this against the Warriors is very different than doing it against another team. Very different. And the Magic do have to find a way to find that consistency against these elite defensive teams. But the direction this team is headed right now is pretty abundantly clear. The hot start is over. Orlando is likely going to settle in as as a roughly 500 team. And I think most of us would be very happy with that. Frustrated because losses are frustrating. God knows every time the Magic lose, someone on Twitter suggests trading somebody. Happened several times tonight. 
But the Magic are settling into who they are. And at some point, they're going to have to prove that they can work through these struggles. They did it against Memphis, so they can do it. In all likelihood, though, they won't do it against these elite teams. The elite teams just expose that flaw more. And for this offense that's struggling and muddling around a little bit right now, they'll take on a very good defensive team Wednesday in Portland. And a game that, not a must-win game, but a game the Magic certainly would like to have to feel like they accomplished something on this road trip, going 2-2 two and two rather than 1-3. and three. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Again, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can, uh, of course, leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know how we're doing. I, I went a little short today just because it is late and I need to go to bed. But uh, definitely we'll be back with you again tomorrow with a full episode of Locked on Magic. We'll talk about some new topics on the Orlando Magic uh, as well as plenty more on the show the rest of the week. But in case that isn't enough for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com and, of course, follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily. The Orlando Magic Daily Mailbag is open right now. Be sure to submit your questions. You can do so online at omagicdaily on Twitter or by email at omagicdaily at gmail.com. And that's, of course, the best way to get in touch with the show. If you're looking to ask a question, give or give a comment or review, or you know, wanna want to be involved in the show in some way. Uh, whether it's, you know, plenty, there's plenty of ways to get involved with the show. Uh, you can always give me a buzz there. I'm always responsive and want to hear from you. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this is Philip Rossman-Reich. I will see you all again tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.